0: Yo, 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 J.C. in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventure Crew, led by honky Zach Bagan. Then there's Aaron Goody, hilarious and raven. Billy Tally is fierce, Jay-Wa's a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew. But he ghosted on the bunch to start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn, to give my boys a nod. Pump up a spirit box. Obviously. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I am Lynn, your host, and this is the podcast where I talk about how much I love the TV show Ghost Adventures. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's awesome. Also, if you haven't seen it, this this, uh, podcast might not be super interesting to you, but uh, maybe it will be. Who knows? This is episode 10 of I Love Ghost Adventures, which is exciting because we hit double digits. Yay! So if you've been with me this whole time, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So this latest episode was called Beneath the Bonanza, and it's the Bonanza Saloon in Virginia City, Nevada. These guys love Virginia City, Nevada. I think this is the 8th building they've investigated in Virginia City. It's apparently a very haunted place. So, Beneath the Venenza, episode 8 of this current season. Again, I'm not going to tell you what season it is because my DVR tells me different things. So, in this episode, we start off with a little uh, lightheartedness as the Ghost Adventures crew do some dancing in the streets with some old-timey lady dancers, new little uh, square dancing. They put it in a sepia tone, and they play some music. It's pretty cute. And then there's like this tiny little girl. She's maybe like, I don't know, 11 or something, 10 or 11. And it's her birthday, and she loves the ghost adventures like probably as much as I do, but she's like a child, so she's obviously just more adorable, and the Ghost Adventures crew sing happy birthday to her, and she's like freaking out. She's like dying, as I would be as well. So quite a birthday present for this little girl. So then the fun starts as they enter the Bonanza Saloon. Um, There is this table there. It's like a gaming table, and they call it the Suicide Table, and The three previous owners of said table died by suicide. And so the current owner, who is the fourth owner of this gaming table, which has the name The Suicide Table, um, is a little freaked out at times. Zach asked him, like, hey, do you you think about the fact that the last three owners of this table... completed suicide, and he was like, yeah, it kind of jumps into my mind every once in a while. I'm like, how could it not? This particular table also survived an explosion that happened last March, like a year ago, at the Delta Saloon. Oh, So I wasn't clear whether the this table was at the Delta Saloon or the explosion in the Delta Saloon affected the Bonanza Saloon. I don't know. Either way, the table survived, and it was like one of the few things that like survived the wreckage. But as soon as the Ghost Adventures crew get close to the suicide table, they put their geophone and EMF device on top of it, and it goes crazy. It's like the table itself is just like emitting spiritual energy all over the place. It was pretty cool. And then Zach continues his interviews with folks there, Virginia City, trying to get some history. Well, first of all, they're talking about a sex worker, I think she was, and her name was Julia Boulay. And she was murdered, and the legend is that she was murdered by some guy named John. John supposedly murdered Julia Boulay, who was a very nice woman and did a lot for the community, and was also a sex worker. And she was struck down in her prime. She was only 35 when she was murdered. And this man, John, was hanged in the town square or something, you know, to set an example. But he professed his innocence to this crime until the very end, as most killers do, unless they're serial killers who uh, love to take credit for their work, you know, but most people who commit murder will will deny it till the very end. So, did he murder her? Did he not murder her? We don't know, but they speculate that either it's his ghost that's haunting the Bonanza Saloon because they say it attacks women, or it's the person who actually did murder Julia who is attacking women. Either way it's a bad guy attacking women and this guy was telling a story about two women who went down into the basement and were asking questions and this one woman was totally like overcome by something that I think her heart stopped like she actually died for a minute and then they were able to finally resuscitate her and she's alive but it sounded pretty intense so Zach was like to this guy like wow that's that's pretty, pretty scary. He's like, do you think that it's a demon? And thankfully, the guy's like, ah, uh, no, I don't think it's a demon. I think it's just a bad guy. And I was like, thank God. No demons, please. So, see, not everything's a demon, Zach. All right? Just a really bad dude. There's bad dudes in life, and they're bad dudes in death. So, just a bad dude. So while Zach is doing all these interviews, Billy and Aaron go investigate the basement of the Bonanza Saloon first, just to see if they can catch some evidence, and their EMF detector starts going crazy, Um, and then Aaron gets an EVP of a woman screaming, which is pretty intense. It's gross. I mean, if it's like a real woman screaming, like a residual of a woman screaming, That's pretty pretty horrifying. Oh, they go to the Delta Delta Queen? Silver Delta um whatever. They go to some bar that the owner had some history of Julia Boulay and Zach another moment of hilarity decides he needs to play this shooting game. You know, like a target game with like fake guns, like rifles. And, you know, he does really well. It's impressive. He does a really good job, but he has some fun. And then, um, you know, the corny, like carnival music and stuff. It's pretty good. It's one of those things, you know, I love about the Ghost Adventures crew is that they take the time to have some fun, you know, they and they get to know the people and they talk to them and they have some fun. And I love that. So, Zach also gets, puts on this really strange fireman's helmet that the firefighters dedicated or donated to Julia Boulay and there's a uniform there too and Zach puts on this helmet it's a a weird helmet I can't even tell what this it's like a gold thing sticking out of it it looks like a is it supposed to be a bird head I don't know it looks very phallic I'm not sure yeah I I just don't know but it's strange but Zach wears it and you know he pulls it off because you know that can pretty much pull off anything, I say. Okay. So as they're getting ready for their investigation, they, you know, set up their X cameras throughout the Bonanza Saloon, and uh, they catch some loud banging in the basement. That's where all this you know, activity happens. That's where those women were. That's where Billy and Aaron caught that scream. So they're like, "Okay, we got to go into the basement because nothing is happening up here." You know, they set up the SLS camera to watch the suicide table and they even put a gold coin as like a trigger object on the suicide table because it's like a gambling sort of thing. And unfortunately, they get nothing on the SLS. You know how that's like one of my favorite pieces of evidence, one of my favorite tools is the SLS because you can actually see the stick figures that I love so much. But they don't get anything on this time. But that's okay. Um, down in the basement, though, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of it is mostly um, bad feelings. Like they're they're exploring down there. And Aaron and Billy had been down there prior. And so they're letting Zach go down in there. And they get Zach into the shed area, which is the shed area. The super creepy area where the women were. And Zach goes to the door and then Aaron lets the door shut behind him. And then Aaron, or Zach gets all pissed off because he's like, Hey, what are you doing? You're supposed to be coming with me. And Aaron's like, for reals, dude. I just wanted you to feel what it's like in there. But um, Zach gets a little pissed off because he's kind of scared. Zach then gets like some weird vision of a cowboy figure. And then he gets super affected. All of a sudden, he gets really, really agitated and angry and starts screaming at Billy, who's just standing there. And he's like, stop doing that. He's like, stop doing that to me. And Billy's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm not doing anything. And Zach's like getting all up in his grill. He's like, stop doing that. Stop doing that. And Billy's like, dude, I'm not doing anything. And then Zach hears like a voice off Somewhere, But no one else hears this voice and he's like, I don't know if this voice is in my head or if I heard it. Um, but then there's like a ball of light that comes out of him, which is very light, but you can sort of see it. And then as they're using the direct link, which is sort of like the spirit box, it's called the direct link. They catch some voices of a male, um, they catch him saying, he's coming. And then a woman says, yes, in response to the question, did someone kill you or something or something. And the woman says, yes. And then there's a voice that says, listen. And Zach seems to think that it sounds like his voice without the respirator. Didn't sound like Zach's voice to me, but it was a very, very clear voice, though, that said, listen. Then all of a sudden, it's super weird. Aaron feels like he sprained his ankle, and he's just like, standing there so he starts yelling because he feels like his ankle's been sprained and it hasn't but it feels like it and then while they're using the spirit back to the direct link a voice comes through and says ankle which was kind of coincidental because Aaron oh because Aaron had just grabbed the direct link device and as soon as he grabbed it it said ankle like maybe it was taunting him like, I messed up your ankle, ha ha ha. And then Aaron feels like a tapping on his shoulder and he totally freaks out like the camera's going everywhere. It's like ah, blah, 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 because he's like freaking out. So that was kinda of funny. Because, um, you know, Aaron with his freak outs in his very Scooby Doo type actions where it's like running in place or waving your arms up in the air and then he gets a voice through the direct link that says, take, and then Aaron. And then supposedly a laugh. It didn't really sound like a laugh to me, but I'm going to take the boy's words for it. And then they ask, how many spirits are here? And they get in a very, very, very clear voice, two. The word or the number two. Very clear, which was amazing. Could it have been Julia Boulet and John, her murderer? Or... Was it some unrelated spirits? Who knows? So then they leave Billy alone in the basement, in the shed area. And, you know, Billy, he's super brave because, like, nobody else wants to be down there because the vibe is so creepy. But Billy's like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll sit back. I'll sit down here in the dark. I'm not scared. And he, like, tells the spirits, like, I'm. you can't invade me. You can't do anything to me. I'll communicate with you, but that's about it. And he puts the Ovilus on a true or false mode. So if if the spirit draws a line to the green dot, that means true. And if the spirit draws a line to the red dot, that means false. Well, the spirit, first off, drew like a weird cross in the middle of it, which was strange. And then he asked, If he was talking to Julia and the line, you see the line creep, 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 creep up to the green and it goes ding, green. So it's definitely like Julia or at least someone who wants him to think says Julia. It is Julia. Then Jay goes down to the basement to see Billy and there's like this super loud like crashing sound. It looked like to me when I first saw that there was a door opening behind Billy but when you look again there's no door. I think it's just like maybe dust falling after the big bang, the big bang sound that they hear and the ovulus says bang which is coincidental because they just heard a giant bang and then Billy gets like a terrible pain in his spine and the word murder in the ovulus murder which is not cool Okay, so after that really big bang that they get, Mark, Billy and Jay get in the basement and they get the word bang on the obelisk. Um, they Billy and Jay are still down there and they get this like really loud and clear like rapping on the door, like a tapping, like a da da tap, like tapping on this door down in the basement. And I'm like, hell no! What's at the door? Don't answer that door because that's pretty scary. But the tapping was so clear, it just like sprung to my mind the Edgar Allan Poe poem, The Raven, the rapping and the tapping on his chamber door. Like that just like that's the first thing I thought of when I heard it, like, don't answer that door nevermore. Okay, so there's the rapping on the door which was super freaky. Um, then Billy goes up back upstairs and he decides to use the polter pod at the suicide table and he gets words like Jesus and rise again which is strange because it was just Easter but um, I don't think it has anything to do with Easter. Okay, so basically the polter pod at the suicide table was the last real bit of evidence that they get in this episode and at the end Zach warns that you know, you can, home, you can come to Virginia City and investigate all you want. And you could even investigate the Bonanza Saloon, but don't go in the basement. You should never go in the basement anyway. Basements are scary. I think we mentioned that last episode or a couple episodes ago. Anyway, so you know how I like to catch up on some of my classic episodes. There was another Ghost Adventure double episode that they played um, earlier in the week. And it was a really super early one because it had the very first, it had like a really early beginning of the show. You know, because the prison and they were talking about this guy got murdered by a hammer and all these other terrible things that were happening. And I was like a little freaked out. Um, Had a rough week at the nursing home. We actually had a covid to it. Um, But I only got through the first episode the Dungeons of Darkness or the Missouri State Prison in Jefferson City, Missouri. What I thought was kind of cool at the beginning of this episode was one of the correctional officers was talking about how when he worked there he saw this, this guy just walk by when he was talking to another inmate and he was like dude that guy should not be just walking around he should be in his cell and he got like super pissed off because he thought it was a real guy and it wasn't like it was a ghost and it was just like the ghost that i saw um that i mentioned in episode two of i love ghost adventures the podcast um how the ghost that i saw looked just like a real person like you thought thought that was a real guy and like i went to go find him and i couldn't just like this correctional officer he went to go find this guy and he couldn't find him because he didn't exist anymore so it was probably just a residual a residual uh, haunting of a, a prisoner who probably walked that path many many times like i mentioned there was a guy murdered by a hammer which is really grotesque don't like that then there's a gas chamber that's no longer in use but 40 people were killed in this gas chamber Thirty-nine were men and one woman. Um, and then there was a really super creepy, like, burial ground next to the prison where hundreds or maybe even thousands of people were buried under the parking lot because they all died of some disease outbreak. Well, that's not that's not something we want to talk about right now. But anyway, so it was basically a potter's field of dead prisoners under the parking lot next to the prison, which, you know, is ripe for haunting, right? You know, these forgotten souls, these people who were treated like less than humans in life and also in death. That would make anyone want to haunt people. Okay, so, um, Zach is alone a lot in this episode, which I think is interesting, because it's an early episode, and, you know, usually Aaron's alone a lot, but Zach is alone. He gets lots of stomach pains and, you know, the kind of feelings that Zach usually gets. And he gets a voice. He hears a voice that says, I ain't breathing. Which I'm not sure whether that's what it says or not, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to take his word for it. I ain't breathing. It could mean maybe he's dying. Maybe he's being attacked. Maybe he's being choked. Maybe he's feeling like he's being choked. You know, being in prison. So the Ghost Adventures crew set up three ghost traps they call them this is an early episode so they call them ghost traps where they use trigger objects and ghost detecting equipment to kind of like monitor said trigger objects to see if they catch anything you know interacting with the trigger objects i don't think that was very successful i don't think they got a lot of evidence with those ghost traps but aaron gets in the gas chamber and he like gets like shut in and he gets in with the spirit box he gets a woman's voice that says sorry which is really sad because it, it could be the woman who died in the gas chamber or maybe it's a relative of a victim of the gas chamber or maybe it's just someone who has some regret but that it's a woman is interesting then Nick and Zach go down into the dungeon which is like the solitary confinement kind of area where there's cells there where there's no light so people would go blind. And Zach kind of just deserts him. So Nick is down there by himself. Um, He captures some disembodied male voices, which is kind of cool. I don't think you can hear what they say, but you can hear the voice, which is pretty cool. And then Billy and Jay are at the nerve center and they are using, I think, the paranormal puck in the prison. In the prison, they're at Nerve Center, and so they're getting the responses. And they get Reverend, information, Jesus, Bible, and of course, demon, love, demon. They also hear lots of bangs going on in the prison while they're at Nerve Center. Then there's all sorts of other unrelated words that they get. Then Nick is still down in the dungeon, and he hears more disembodied voices, and he's like, Nick's like, just stop, stop. And he's like, he hears the words, he hears the voice say, stop, stop. And it's almost like, he's like, stop fucking with me, you know? Like, that. maybe, maybe that's what the voice is saying, because he's like, what are you doing down here? This is like my my area, you know? And then Zach joins him back down there, and they hear these really loud, The ov- ovulus, the words will twist men apart, which is pretty freaky because you know, being in a prison emotionally, I'm sure it does twist men apart, and probably physically, that's also happening there. And then, um, Nick, it, one weird little in- instance, Nick uh, gets, gets the ovulus or gets near the ovulus and it says, See Nick, which is weird because. Someone saw Nick. Nick. Okay. And then there was a light anomaly. So it was pretty cool. That was the first half of the Dungeons of Darkness and a Secret Word double episode. Which was fun because it was a really early episode. So there you have the brand new Bonanza episode and a classic. A Taste a taste of the Classics was my favorite. So that's about it. Everyone, hope you're staying safe and sheltering in place, keeping your social distance and washing your hands and wearing your masks because this stuff is serious and I have to go out there every day in it, but you should not have to and I will let you know how everything goes at the nursing home. So far, my, our one patient is doing well, um, so we hope you don't have any casualties We're trying to keep it at bay. This person's in isolation, but everyone's taking, like, so many precautions. It's crazy, and I have to wear, like, double masks and these, this, like, PPE that's really uncomfortable and hot, and uh, goggles. Goggles. I have a headache every day. It's, like, kind of hard to have fun at work when you're, like, having these goggles squeezing your face off, and you can't breathe because you're wearing two masks. And you're super hot, but you know, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to have fun. Um, just there for the residents and trying to keep them cheerful, doing a lot of zoom calls with their families. Okay, well, thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate it so much, and I look forward to the next new ghost adventures. And then I'm and talking at you about the brand new episode of Ghost Adventure. So thanks again. Don't forget to like, subscribe, send me an email at I Love Ghost Adventures Podcast at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at ilovegacpodcast. podcast. That's at I love G A C podcast. So thank you so much and I appreciate your listening and I will talk at you later. Thank you. Bye bye.